Hello, Kayla. Hello, Megan. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. We're back for part two of our gaming episode. Yes, part two of our first panel. So exciting. Um, this episode was so cool. I'm so glad we decided to split it into two because there was that moment where like, I remember like we we hit like an hour and I was like, Megan, we still have like four more questions we want to <laughs> ask these people. And we were like, okay, executive decision made. We're going to go to 90 minutes and see what happens. So I'm so glad that we did that. And now yeah. you guys get two episodes to get to dive even deeper into what gaming is like for different human design types. And thank you to our panelists who were gracious enough to stay for an extra half an hour to 45 minutes to yes. talk with us about all of this. That was really, really great of them. Um, everybody was a good sport. And I think, you know, there's so much wonderful revelations coming um, about, you know, how we interact with each other in game situations. So I'm really excited for our listeners to get the second half of this uh, this conversation. Yes, absolutely. Let's dive right in. Hi, I'm Kayla Mason. And I'm Megan Smith. And this is Human, Human Design, Design in Real Time. I'm the founder and CEO of Kayla Care. And as an intuitive human design coach, I use human design to help you get to the root of what's holding you back from living the life you actually want to be living. Human design is a map of your energetic DNA that uses a combination of ancient systems and modern science to help you understand how your energy shows up in the world. On this podcast, we'll be talking with people from all walks of life about how their human design affects their lives and the lives of those around them. To download a PDF of your own human design chart, all you need is your exact birth time and you can go to kayla-care.com to download your own copy. So let's get started. So I'll start with my generators. What type of games do you prefer to play? Do you like to play solitary games, one-on-one, two-on-two, team games? How does that feel for you? What What's most exciting for you? I definitely, like, if we're playing a team game, I would rather, rather it be like everybody's cooperating to one goal rather than a group of people competing against another group of people i'd rather mm. like if we're gonna play competitive at all everybody's on their own um yeah i just trust i don't know I, I think it's hard for me to vocalize like and strategize with other people and i trust myself more than anything else oh i love that that's so interesting alec do you feel the same way um no i don't think so actually I think um, yeah. whenever I want to play games, uh, and I guess my tastes in games have sort of shifted as time has gone on, and um, most of the time I'll gravitate more towards like less competitive and more like uh, PVE, player versus environment games, especially with games that involve uh, like all the friends tackling the mission or working together to do the thing, um, whatever that means. You know, there's tons of games out there now that uh, have that sort of format where you're either like a four or five-man team. You you all have a single goal in mind, which is survive or shoot all the baddies or build the thing, whatever it is. 
Um, and I tend to gravitate more towards those nowadays, I'd say. Um, I mean, I still always do like playing like single player games and being able to just have my own sort of thing going on. Uh, and I will play competitive games, sure, but definitely the sweet spot is whenever I can strategize uh, with everybody else, I suppose, and play with everybody else and have sort of a sense of community with the people that I'm playing with. So, Cool. Yeah, I feel like Brittany was actually saying very similar thing as well yeah. with the concept of... So, yeah. yeah, so, but, like, I, as far as, like, again, like, cooperative games, I don't like team games, but, like, if I'm doing a cooperative game, I don't care as much about strategizing. I just care about playing with everybody else. Yeah. So I, I love that because I think generators, you guys are very, very much built to work in teams. You're wor- you're built to work together. You're built to, uh, I, I like to call the generators the worker bees. You work in a hive. So when you get to be part of that hive mind, it's kind of, it's almost like your powers get built upon and like every different person who gets put in your team becomes like another, another kind of energy that you get to use kind of thing and you all get to work together. So I love the idea that both of you are enjoying being on a team collectively and working toward a goal collectively as a team. Cool. And uh, my many gens, Robert and Megan, um, what type of games do you prefer to play? Solitary, one-on-one, two-on-two, cooperative. Megan, if you want to start. Yeah. Um, I just like playing games with people. It could be any type of game. I just want to play games with people. I do like puzzles. And I like the only thing I'll do by myself is play puzzles by myself, whether they be jigsaw puzzles or card puzzle games like solitaire. I play solitaire a lot because I'm old. But I like if I'm going to play a game by myself, it's going to be something that's built to be by yourself, right? Like a puzzle. I will sit and do a jigsaw puzzle for hours. If I'm going to play a game, I want to play with people. And as it doesn't matter what the game is, I will learn a brand new game with a bunch of people that like to play games. Um, that's all I care about within my gaming, really. Just put me in a room with people who want to play games. I love that. And Robert, is that similar for you? Yeah, I... Uh... I always default and prefer to play games with other people. Now, if I'm if I'm playing by myself, usually that's when I'll start playing competitive games or like the the shooter, competitive shooters and stuff like that. And even that, I'd still prefer to play with other people. Just more fun tech strategizing and, you know, trying to come up with tactics to win or lose in the best way possible. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because again, similar to my generators, having that defined sacral center makes it so that you guys work really well with other people on teams, getting together. Um, And while my many gens might be more likely to take control of the team to be kind of like a team leader, it's you guys are still very intense on working together, being a part of that hive. I do feel like I initiate gameplay. Like if people, if friends are over, I'm like, yeah, let's play yeah, a I game and that. I will yes. go to my cabinet right. of board games and go, what do you want to play? <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> I love it. 
if there's any problems whenever we're turning to strategy, I'm like, screw it, I'll do whatever the heck nobody wants to do so that we can get the ball rolling. Yeah. It's funny because I usually have Robert initiate if I want to play a game. <laughs> I love that. I do the same thing with Megan. It's true. <laughs> whenever I go to your house, I'm like excited to play games, but like I don't know what games I want to play, but like I want to play games. So I'll like ask you to like, let's, can we have a game night? <laughs> and then, and then when I, I show up, you're yes. ready to invite me into games. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. I love it. Um, great. So then, uh, our projectors, I'll start with you, PJ. What kind of games do you prefer to play? Solitary, one-on-one, two-on-two, cooperative. I need them all. Like, <laughs> I I cannot do one without the other. And anytime I try to conform to being one thing, it never works. I need the thing that I do on my own. I need, I just grew up in a very competitive family and like played a lot of team sports. But even like chess, ping pong, playing basketball, years of playing video games, like, with all of my guy and girlfriends, like the, some of my best times were like just playing like Halo and Call of Duty for hours and like experiencing that success as a team, like beating random strangers from like across the world. I love sharing that success with others. Like I like, it doesn't even- Make sure you take the video. So that way you can show others. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Screenshotting like your K to D ratio. Like, oh my God. And we would send it back and forth. Like it was important, but it's like, I love that. I loved going to trivia nights at bars with friends and being there. It's like eight, there are like 85 teams. Like I didn't care if we won. It's just like, I just wanted to be there with people. And as I've gotten older, I realized it's like, I have the, the games I play by myself and there's a purpose to those, but like, I can't do, I love the concept of crossword puzzles, but I can't sit down and do one myself. Who cares? Like, Oh, look how smart I am. <laughs> to me. It's like, not, I love doing them with Kayla because, or like Kayla's mom. Yeah. Like that was like when I would stay over at the house and your mom would be doing a crossword. I'd be like, ah, I'll join. I know. I know what the capital of said European country is like. Fantastic. Like, <laughs> It's <laughs> not validating to me to like know that by myself. So, and I think that's why it's been such a growth process over the years for me, because I thought I had to be one or the other. I thought I had to be like, nope, I like being by myself. I prefer that. Nope. I have to be surrounded around by people because I'm an extrovert and I'm loud and obnoxious and it's best in like a, like playing pickup basketball, like with my friends. And I realized like, I need all parts of the personality in terms of the gaming because it's like it's all filling the cup differently. I like being hyper competitive alone. I like being competitive with others. And then like, again, back to the happy salmon example, it's like I do like when others lead like the energetic charge and we're just playing a game because in each situation, like I know what the purpose is. I think the only time I really go wrong like with the type of, if I choose to play a game where it's like I'm expecting everyone to be enthusiastic and nobody's enthusiastic, it's like self-punishment for me and I'll live in the bitterness again for hours. 
So it's like, yeah. if I misread a situation per the game that I'm playing, that's when it's like unfortunate. But I like them all. I, I think I, I'm going to have to agree with you, PJ. I think this actually is very similar to what we talked about earlier. We're kind of just swimming in the energy oh. of the game. So whatever that game is, we're swimming in the energy. Yep. And like, I, the more we're talking about this, the more that I feel like solitary games, like when I'm playing a game by myself on my phone, I'm, are actually not, it's more just distractions for me. Like it's actually not as like fun as I, I may have like told myself it is. It's almost like it's just me trying to do something. It's me trying to be a generator. Yeah. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. whereas whenever I'm playing a game with anybody else, it's, it, I'm part of it. Like I'm involved. Um, and like, I, I'm not huge on competition, but that's usually just because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Mm. If the people who are losing are not people who I am close with and who I love and know are actually going to get upset by losing, then it doesn't, then I'm, I just want to be there. I'm just excited for the challenge. I'm excited to be doing it. Um, so I think this, this really applies to everything that we said before as well. It's, we're just swimming in that space as long as we're doing it with other people, you know? Yeah. All right. So let's move into, and this I feel like is kind of bringing us all back to what this whole episode is about. So my generators first, uh, we'll start with Brittany. Why do you play games? And what is it about playing games that brings you joy, if that is why you play games? I feel like that's a hard question to answer, other than like the fact that I like spending time with people and, and enjoy the game. I feel like there's a almost like a baser kind of thing where I'm like, I like exploring. And I feel like that's kind of, I, I don't know why I'm trying to get into words, but like, I feel like a game is a way of exploring and especially like with D&D and a lot of like tabletop RPGs, a lot of the, the really cool ones, um, you're exploring something that you could not explore in this life. Mm. It's an experience that somebody's laid out for you. And especially like, even if I play video games, I prefer story-based games because I want to explore that world. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. What about you, Alec? Why do you yeah, play games? I, I feel very, very similar about that. Um, basically, yeah, I mean, when I, I started playing games as like a kid, you know, starting with like the Super NES playing Mario and now, you know, sky's the limit, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I really like games because it's just a fantastic form of media that you get to have fun with and interact with um you get to explore it you get to live it sometimes uh you know you get to really just fully envelop yourself in this world that somebody else made up that you get to explore and you get to play in and you get to have fun in whatever that means in the context of the game um and uh i feel like yeah as i've gotten older like my enjoyment of games has also grown and matured as well. So like when I was a kid, games were just like, oh, this is a really cool thing. You know, like, look at this cool thing. If I hit these buttons in order, wow, my God, that was cool. Uh, but I feel like nowadays um, I really do play games 
or I really do enjoy games that allow me to hang out with other people to uh, not only explore the world, but also explore the world with friends in whatever context that is, especially in D&D. You know, it just, and tabletop RPGs, there's just, it's, you know, you literally just build a community around the game. Um, and the game just becomes the vessel for your enjoyment and your sense of satisfaction and, you know, relief and escape and community. So, yeah, games are pretty cool. I love that. I also want to kind of bring light to it sounds a little bit like the thing that you like about games is that you're entering into a world where you have a whole slew of things to respond to that you don't normally get to respond to. Mm-hmm. Is that the truth? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, most games, if it was just like, I don't know, real life simulator, it'd be like, this game sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this game's lame. I play this game. It's already on hardcore mode. I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Press square to turn off your morning alarm yeah. and now get dressed for work. Yeah, that game would stink. <laughs> I would say I love choice-based games that have multiple endings. Those are my mm. favorite video games. Yes. Yeah, because one of the things that I often will say to generators when they're deal like it's stuck in a rut or dealing with something is to change your environment so that you have new things to respond to. So like go for a walk, go for a drive, put yourself in an environment where you are not right now, because if you're in that environment and you're getting caught in a spiral, in a rut, in a vortex, whatever, then it's you don't have anything new to respond to. Whereas if you put yourself somewhere else, you have a whole new slew of things to respond to. So it sounds like gaming is actually a really beautiful opportunity for you to get to respond to a whole slew of new things. So I love that. Um, all right. So my manifesting generators, why do you play games? Megan? I think I, I play for the the community of it more than anything. I mean, I know I've mentioned this before. I love to play games with people. And yeah. I think that's just it, it is something that has always been a community thing. Like I, I remember playing games with my family. It was like a, a we would occasionally have a game night where we would play a board game together and it was a sense of community. It was connecting with people. So for for me, games is a way to connect with people on a, on in a way that you wouldn't necessarily connect with people in the real world and on your day-to-day life, right? It's like a chance to see different sides of people. It's a chance to um, just connect in a way that is unique and fun. It's fun. Who doesn't want to play games? They're fun. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Robert? I, I'm going to say it again. Yeah, Megan, you had it right. I find when I play games with other people, the most interesting thing to me is you see a side of people that you would normally see. Like you could have talked to somebody for like two, three months. You could work with them. But the second you play a game, you see a different side of them. You see how they play. You get to see what character they choose. You get to see if they actually are enjoying the game. If they don't enjoy the game, we're not going to be friends much longer. (laughs) 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 And... And also it's it's therapeutic for me. I it's a way to escape from the real world and go to like you said this other world, you know, you get to explore a new world, you get to see what somebody else has created, just have fun with it. Cuz the real world is boring at times. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 Do you guys also feel like go, playing a game gives you a new slew of things to respond to? A whole new world for you to respond to? Oh, absolutely. Be a little crappy game if they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Not only that, I feel like people come out of their shell more when they're playing games, mm -hmm. right? Like what you were saying, Robert, you see a whole new side of people. Yeah. People really like warm up and and become more cordial when they're playing games because there's less pressure to be somebody. There's because the person that you are being is written on a piece of paper mm -hmm. and with instructions on how to do it. So it's yeah. just like, let's just fuck around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. that. I think the only time that doesn't apply is when you're like playing sports. Yeah. Or mm. like those kind of games, because then you're kind of trained to be a particular way. Different for kind success. Of but but, um, you know, I feel like even then if you, you probably learn more about somebody. You know, when you're. Yeah. 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 I think it also depends how you play games, you know, like something like sports is something that can fall into a category of societal conditioning. <laughs> like if you had a parent True. who's pushing you into playing a sport and wants you to play it a certain way or wants you to do it a certain way, or you have a coach who's getting mad at you for doing it wrong, is it really a game right. or is it just another thing that you have to do in order to fit in to the world, you know? Right. Well, I guess the thing that would be would stick out would be what position you would play, whether you're like up front and up aggressive and or you're in the back and more support or you're defensive or offensive. I feel like that would probably be the only way you'd see like a different side of somebody, you know? Yeah, totally. I don't know. Um, OK, so our projectors, PJ, would you like to start? Why do you play games? I think it provides a sort of spiritual relief that exists outside of like the normal life. Like if you're going to meet up with people to play games, it's not necessarily in line with like how your day would normally go. It's far more even than a distraction. It's like a reprieve a lot of the time. And yes. because you're purposefully carving out time to in reality do nothing but play that game. And it's it can be, I was just, Robert said a lot that really made me think there, just years of like playing like Pokemon Snap back in the day <laughs> because of like what it represented. And like, it's just, it can be so, I mean, studies are really starting to, like starting to show how stress relieving it can be to like play video games and just gaming in general across the board, and that's kind of what it's always represented for me. Like win, lose, draw, for the most part, it's always just been like it just exists outside of the normal. Like I don't want to say shackles, but like what you're bound to in your normal life like the job the family the stress anxiety it's all for me it's always been a way to work around it and like use it as a tool for like my mental health yeah. and i've always loved it for that like that's why if i'm going to put the time forth to go like go play a game i want to do so knowing like it's going to be a nice like three four ten hours of like just enjoying committing myself to that event and that's why i love playing games yeah i feel like that's such a huge part of it for me too it's like it 
it's giving us like me the opportunity to commit to having fun for an extended period of time, which I think and like this is hard for everyone, but for projectors in general, like there is something about having an undefined sacral center that you just feel so serious all the time. Yes. Everything is serious. Everything is important. Everything is the most important thing that's ever happened. And it's like, I, you know, I had one uh, teacher who would talk about the idea that projectors are holding this, are like literally processing the energy of the world all, at all times. Like at any given moment, we are taking in all of the problems of the world and trying to process them so that the energy can be transmuted. And it's a big job. It's like, so it's really, really easy for us to get really caught in like the importance, in the seriousness and not have fun. So I feel like it's really, really important for us to put aside time that is specifically for fun and joy because you're, I like that you called it a reprieve because it is, it's almost like we need that retreat time. We need that reprieve time. We need that, you know, rest and relaxation. And sometimes that's going to come in the form of doing something fun rather than taking a bath or taking a nap. Um, and I think similarly to what I've said like three times on this already is like, I love getting to swim in the the energy of people playing a game. And so I, I really love going and having like a game night. Um, but that said, I also really enjoy just like playing a game with you, PJ. Like we just, you know, play a game of rummy at the end of the night. But I think when I try to play games when I am tired, I do myself a disservice. And like, that's a big issue with projectors is that we need a lot of rest. But a game is not resting. It is important. Fun and joy are extremely important, but I we really need to put aside the time for them. So yeah, I feel like as projectors, it's, it's about uh, having that reprieve um, but making sure that we are rested before doing it, because it is an important thing. It's important to feel joy. It's important to feel, um, to have fun. I think you said it, and it's the truest thing in the world, that we will encounter situations on a day-to-day -day basis and think it's the end of the world. Like, oh if I walk into a coffee shop and I'm met with ambivalence, I got to text somebody. Like, this was a... <laughs> this this slight against my existence and it's like you should probably calm down like it's gonna be okay like it's just and, constant and that's why with the games having people who can bring us into that world and carve out the time is so vital it's like going to therapy like it really yeah. is yeah. you know it's so true so the last question that i want to ask every single one of us which we touched on at the beginning of this and based on everything that we have now heard, everything that we have now said, is the way that we play games the truest version of ourselves? Brittany, would you like to start? Um, I think for me that it's true. Just because, like, I feel like I'm constantly having to, like, put on a mask and I feel like I have to do the things that people expect me to do. Whereas in a game, I'm just going to do the thing that I'm best at doing in that moment. Um, mm. And I, cause I, I have a very strong desire to win most games. So I'm going to play to my, to my strengths 
And even subconsciously, I know what those are. Even if I don't, like, in the real world do that correctly, I'm going to do that in a game. Mm. Alec? I think, um, you know, the thing about games is a lot of the times you have, even if you don't have a full range of freedom for yourself, there is a amount of freedom that you get to choose you get to choose your strategy, you get to choose your character, you get to choose how exactly you want to interact with the world, whether it's you're shooting everybody you see or you're talking to everybody you see. Um, you know, I mean, so, yeah, I think in a lot of times, like when someone is given the freedom of that, of being, hey, go do whatever it is you want, heart's desire and the consequences for whatever it is that you want to do is super duper low you know like oops game over let me restart try again uh yeah people will tend to be whoever they want to be and i definitely think uh you know like what we were saying before you see another side of people especially in some games where it's just like it's like oh that was a choice you did that okay moving on (laughs) um so you know there's a lot i think that can be said about seeing someone for who they really are in a game uh, because or like how they play games um, you know because that's a big thing too if if you notice I think uh, Robert kind of touched on this like a little bit but like if you play with someone who is like really hard to play with uh, that they're very difficult to play with uh, not as far as like their actual levels but maybe their competitiveness or it's just throwing you off or their energy is just not vibing with yours whenever you play games with them. Um, that is a visceral reaction and it's a lot stronger in those games. Cause it's like the, you had the freedom to be with us in this community, but you chose something totally different from everybody and pissed us all off somehow. You know what I mean? Uh, and that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of, truth to seeing someone who 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 they really are in the context of a game you know because the limiters are off uh they can be whoever they want to be and you can really see and do what they want to do um but that's not necessarily a negative thing either you know that's uh you can see people like who are you know like oh my god you're so smart or oh my god i didn't know that you had the capability to do that or uh you know yeah so yeah yeah absolutely i think that that's that's so real um all right megan is the way we play games the truest version of ourselves i think alec hit the nail on the head with that one honestly like i have learned so much about people in the watching them play games it doesn't matter what game it is like I've learned so much about the people that I play games with. I've learned so much about myself and how I play games, what level of anger I can get to, like where my patience level is at, where my um, cooperation level is at, where at my, where my, you know, ability to solve puzzle level is at. And, and it's our inhibition is lowered in a gaming setting because we are more willing to try new things. There's less risk of life in games, even though they're a simulation yeah. of life on yeah. a lot of on a, on a lot of levels, there is less risk of life kicking you in the face 
playing a game. If you lose the game, you lose the game. Um, but if but you, you don't lose die. at life, you don't <laughs> die. <laughs> you don't die if you lose the game. Yeah. Oops. Exactly. Or if you do die, you just reload the last save. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. It's not you know, it, 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 it's not as detrimental to lose yeah. in a game. And so you get more freedom to just try things and do yeah. things and be things however you feel. Um, so I do feel like that is the truest version of ourselves because of the, in, the, the limited inhibitions in, in gameplay. Yeah. Robert. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's there's there's uh there's no reason not to be your true self, even if your true self is a scumbag. Yeah, you can you can be that in the game. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, yeah, that's just the way it is. Do you stay friends like, with uh, people who prove themselves to be scumbags while playing games? <laughs> I don't use it as the the end all be all. Good. But I do keep distance from them. <laughs> I've seen your true colors. I feel like yeah. we all have experiences playing games with people that were just really difficult to play games with. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to put an arm's length between you and I going forward. Yeah. I had a, I was playing my Xbox and I was in this clan and I got weird vibes from this guy the second I started playing with him and i was like ah you know maybe it's just because he's stressed and then like six months later i'm like dude you gotta chill (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah yeah i'm not in that clan exactly yes but um yeah yeah, i I would say so and uh the funny this is just a funny thing to prove the point um in my first playthrough in any game where i have like a choice to be the hero or the villain i'm usually the hero the first playthrough. And then the second playthrough, I do all the bad decisions just to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. Um, all right, PJ, uh, do you think the way we play games is the truest version of ourselves? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it's a part of my personality. I spent 98% of my life hyper-worried about family members, friends, how they're doing emotionally, where they're at. When I'm playing a game and we're all there and there are people who don't like losing or who are emotionally get very upset if things don't go their way, it's the one place I don't care. I don't (laughs) care. And it's very, like, it's very stress relieving because when you're like very, when you're an empath and emotions you're so hyper concerned all the time and then you get to play a game and it's like i like games where winning and losing is a thing and i have no problem losing but i know like especially i just again growing up every single member of my family so different introverted extroverted but we gave it our all playing games. And at the end, it's like somebody might be pissed, but then you kind of shake hands, you go away. And I like playing games where I'm surrounded by people I know are better than me because that's the only way I'll improve. And I just know if I give my all naturally and as the most organic version of myself and I continue to play that game, it will just be a rewarding experience in one way or the other. Anytime I take others' emotions into account, it's never the most successful 
like output of my own energy. Like if I'm playing a game and somebody's like, hey, don't take it too hard on Timmy in the corner. He gets very sensitive when he loses. Take that shit elsewhere. <laughs> He's gonna get ripped. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's just and with age and wisdom, it's being able to check that a little bit, but especially if it is a game where we're all trying to be competitive and there is a clear winning and losing situation, I have to be the truest version of myself or it feels kind of like I'm injecting a poison into myself. It does. It's just like, this isn't healthy. I shouldn't suppress my feelings as I do a lot of the time in work and in life and with people to just make others feel good. And while this might bother some of the listeners, it's you have to like, in my case, whatever the end result is, just be yourself. Because if you're not yourself and you Uh. consistently do something like a game and you show up to play a game and you're dictating your own behavior to make others feel comfortable playing the game, that's bad. It's bad. So yeah, I'm absolutely the truest version of myself gaming, whatever the game is. Yeah, I'm going to have to... I'm going to echo PJ here wholeheartedly. Um, I think... I've spent a lot of time in the, especially as projectors, and it's funny, PJ, that you said, like, regardless of what the listeners here think, the thing that as projectors we don't necessarily understand is that most of the time, everybody else doesn't have as much of a perceptive understanding of how everyone feels as we do. So we are thinking that everything we do is bothering someone when they're not actually bothered at all. In fact, they're wondering why we haven't said something yet. And like, you know, they're they're going off and doing the thing they need to do. And we're still sitting here waiting for someone to tell us that we're allowed to go to the bathroom. And it's like, no. <laughs> so I think that in the context of playing games, when we're really given the opportunity to, you know, these are the rules of the game, play the game, challenge yourself, enjoy yourself and communicate with others, have, you know, be on a team. When we're given that invitation to throw all of the I'm worried about bothering you out the window, it really gives us a freedom, you know, like it really gives us this like super freedom to just be and to use everything we have at our disposal, which I think, Brittany, something you said was, you know, you get to take your mask off. You know, you get to stop masking. You get to stop pretending to be the way that you think the world needs you to be. And I think that's something that, you know, as projectors, like we deal with a lot of. um, And it's, you know, needing to be what the world expects us to be is like, I feel like it's a constant daily struggle for all of us. But I think, I mean, I struggle with this a lot as a projector. Um, And so... I, I love that icon, that concept, and I think that that is extremely real, is that we are absolutely more able to forget about the other people when we are playing games. And on that note, as especially for our type, when we are so hypercritical of uh-huh. what we think others think of us. Yes. If someone within the context of playing games doesn't like that authentic version of ourself, it's kind of the one area where, like, who cares? 
Yeah. Like, yep. who cares? It's the one place where we get to be like, well, fuck you. I exactly. won. <laughs> Literally. It's like, I would rather. Get out of my way. <laughs> I would rather never win playing rummy against you ever again than play it suboptimally because of your feelings. And I love you. Oh, my God. But oh, my God. Dear God. Sacrifice, sacrificing that. And I understand some people don't like competition. And I totally yeah. understand that for us. But then don't play the game. But then don't play the game. <laughs> like, that's. If you aren't prepared to lose, don't play the game. And it's all situational. <laughs> Again, happy salmon. Like, that's taking happy pills. And we're all there for the good time. Right. But if it's yeah. like a tete-a-tete, one-on-one, let's go. Your feelings don't matter. Yeah. They don't matter. <laughs> it's a game. You have to remove feelings sometimes to win certain games. Yeah. That's kind of like the volatility in it. Because if you're too emotional or you're worried about, like I used, to, I grew up in this family, if you're worried how one person is going to react, your decision making will be skewed. Yep. And that's just reality. Yeah. I sound like a dick. Wow. <laughs> I know it's so funny. Just eat the infants, kill the villagers. Like it doesn't matter. Are you trying to conquer the world? This is risk. Kill oh my everyone. God. Like no, not that. I feel like the thing that is coming to me with this entire conversation is just how different sacral beings and non-sacral beings are when it comes to fun, joy, playing, games, all of these things that we're talking about. Um, because I just feel like mine and PJ's, when PJ and I start talking, I'm like, well, we are going ahead. None of this is similar to what they're experiencing at I'm all. I'm so jealous. Um, and <laughs> at the end of this, I just love how like everyone is like, I like to be in community and I like to play with friends and and it's really great to get to go on adventures. And PJ and I are like, we want blood. Yeah. You guys said, like, it was so nice. And, like, it was very honestly warming because you guys were like, I just like being around people. And I'm like, I'm here to bury these motherfuckers. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? I've known you for 30 years. To be fair, whenever I get into a competitive gaming, I am, if I'm not on the top of the leaderboard with all the kills, I'm like, oh, I could have done better. Yep. I'll be, I'll do better yep. next year. Yeah. And I'll destroy everybody. I was going to say, too, that I agree with PJ with having that one person that makes you feel like you have to modulate like your emotions and how you how you act. I feel like that's bad for the whole collective, too. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's just now mm-hmm. everyone's not having fun so that this one person can have fun. Yes. And I yes. just don't think yes. that's fair to everybody. Yes. It absolutely is not. And the thing that sucks is usually that person is exactly like Robert. You mentioned that person in the clan who was like needed to calm down. He was making it difficult for everybody, but there mm-hmm. was nothing like it was all him. Like he was dealing with issues that were he was bringing into the gaming room. <laughs> and it's like, leave your issues outside, friend. This is not the place for them. This is a raid. <laughs> we ain't got time for your problems. Yeah. Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well done. <laughs> well played. Well done. Oh, man. 
Uh, well, this has been amazing. Um, I This was such a cool conversation. I, I really loved getting to hear from all the different types, and I hope that our listeners feel super seen by this conversation. The next time we do a panel, I hope we can get manifestors and a couple pr- reflectors on as well so we can get those differing views because now I'm you know wondering if it's a sacral, non-sacral thing. Like I wonder if manifestors and reflectors have similar experiences to what myself and PJ have, or if it's more a matter of, you know, projectors specifically. So um, I'd love to to do something like this again. So how are you guys all feeling? How was this? I'd like to thank Sabrina for what will be her magnum opus <laughs> yeah. by the end of this. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. You, are, you are loved and appreciated. Uh, yes. Godspeed. Uh, Sabrina's our producer. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yes, Sabrina, you're the best. Um, good luck. <laughs> Luckily, nobody farted. <laughs> Just a few dog barks. Uh, yeah. Other than that, she's good. Hades yeah. wanted yeah. to be a part of it. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. Yeah. This was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, thank you. If you like what you heard on this podcast, follow us on Instagram at Human Design in Real Time to keep up with our next episodes. And if you want to learn more about your own human design, I'd love to help you on your journey. You can head to my website, kayla-care.com, to book an introductory human design session, where we'll dive into the person you were born to be. That's k-a-y-l-a-c-a-r-e.com. We're always looking for awesome humans to be guests on the podcast. So if you'd like to be interviewed, send us an email at humandesigninrealtime at gmail.com. This podcast is brought to you by Kayla Care. A big thank you to our amazing producer, sound mixer, designer, and editor, Sabrina Mason. Thank you to the composers of our theme song, Niall Spaulding and Sabrina Mason. Thank you to today's guests for being open and present with us. And thanks to you, our listeners, for supporting this podcast. Keep discovering your human Human design design in real time. time.